Warning, this podcast contains sexual content, graphic language, and bodily functions. Get over it. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl, the podcast that shares stories from real women about their disgusting habits, taboo secrets, and unruly pastimes. Fart, burp, queef your little heart out. It's not a girl thing. It's not a boy thing. It's not a woman or a man thing. Everybody has a body, and it's disgusting, and we all just need to accept it and love it. How can we take this to the next level of disgusting? I've wanted to shave my head since high school. I always thought I would look and feel just so super sexy and that I could totally pull it off. And a few months ago, I decided that it was time. I'm going to do it. I started floating the idea around, telling my coworkers and friends that I was planning on taking the plunge, and my gay friends and female friends all totally supported the idea. However, most of my straight male friends were horrified. No, no, you can't do that. No, ew, that's gross. Oh, oh, why would you do that? Oh, no, no, just no, you can't do that. No. Uh, as if I was asking for their permission. But I did it. I shaved my head. And all the men that raised concern about my potential appearance decided, Oh, Heather, you look great with a shaved head. Oh my gosh, you are still totally fuckable. Uh-huh. Let me just say, of course I'm still fuckable. All you have done is cemented yourself as unfuckable to me. Today's episode, putting the fucking in fuck the patriarchy. Stories about men being idiots about sex, slut shaming, and how we're just fucking done with it. We'll hear one woman tell us about a few different bizarre hookup experiences, and another talk about being shamed for something that everyone does, hooking up at a wedding. It's a feminist fuck fest this week on Dirty Girl. Like one time I was giving a blowjob to this guy. He had a huge penis. It was massive. Like, so, like, you couldn't really do anything with it. You know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's just like, oh, this is happening. It's what, it's like, please come, please come. Like, yes. I'm so sick of this being in my mouth. I don't know why he thought this was a good idea, but he pushed on my head. I was fully sober, oh, but I just, like, I that. it. I couldn't do it, and I threw up, but he didn't realize I had thrown up. Because it wasn't, like, a ton. It wasn't, like, exorcist. But enough for it to be called, like, not gagging. Like, I threw up on him. You know, I just did what I think any good person would do. And I just, like, slurped it back up real fast. Did you continue the blowjob? Uh-huh. Yeah. Did he come? I think so. Do you like when guys push on your head? No. Like, keep your man paw off of me. Your penis is in my mouth. Be fucking grateful. I'm tired of dating guys that are like, yeah, I, j- I just don't really go down on girls. It's not really Ugh. my thing. I'm like, oh, my God, get out of my life Ugh. and my house. I had the worst sex of my entire life in February. It, I was away for work. I met this guy on Tinder through work, and I was like, cool. I'll, I was across the country. I was like, this will be great. We meet up for drinks, and we're talking. And then at one point, this should have been a red flag, but he was like, so why did you want to meet me here tonight? And I was like, really? Like, you know why. Like, we know why we're here. Don't, I'm not going to feed your ego. And then he's like, so do you want to go up to my room? Do you want to leave? And I, like, had a moment. I was like, maybe I do want to leave. Maybe I don't want to do this. And I was like, no, I really want to have sex. It's been a while. Because at the beginning of this year, I was like, no sex for 2017. I'm 
just gonna like try a thing. Maybe I'll write a book. Maybe I'll find out stuff about myself. And that lasted like a couple months. Yeah. So I go up to his room with him and I'm like, this is going to be good. This will be fine. And he's taking his coat off and stuff. And then he comes up to kiss me. This is the first time he's ever kissed me. And this is what he says before. And I was like really thrown off by it. He just goes, I'm sorry. And then he goes in to kiss me. And I was like, what? We start making out, we start getting naked, all the things, you know. And as I started to go down on him, right before my mouth is about to hit his penis, he goes, wait, you're, like, clean, right? And I was like, (gasps) yeah, I'm good. Are you good? Cool. We're both good? Awesome. So I gasp in the middle of this, and I just want to make it clear I'm gasping because of how this conversation happened, not because it happened. I'm always happy to see these conversations taking place. It's so important to have direct conversations with sexual partners. It's just the way he brought it up that really offended me, just putting it all on her. And the way he was, the way he asked was so belittling and somewhat accusing. He didn't really give room for her to ask the same question back. It's as if he was proclaiming he was quote unquote clean and she wasn't. He starts fingering me in a way that I can only describe as, like, a preteen learning how to play the guitar. He's dropped his pick in it, and he, like, desperately needs that pick back. It was like being excavated. I should have just been like, hey, that hurts, please stop. But instead, I was trying to, you know, be like, hey, less pressure. Hey, let's move on to other stuff. And he's like, no, not until you come. And I'm like, I am not going to come from this. It hurts. And so by the time we even started having sex, I was like, I can't enjoy it. My vagina has been fully desensitized (laughs) by this process. I even said to him, I was like, hey, it's not going to happen. Let's just move on or be done or whatever. And he goes, no, you're about to, I can tell. And I was like, no, you cannot tell. You cannot tell. He just mansplained your orgasm? Yes. He was like, no, I can feel it. And I was like, really? Because I can't feel anything. My vagina's fully numb. So I remember going to the bathroom, and as I, like, sat on the toilet to pee, I, like, looked down. I was like, (gasps) because it just looked like the noun that came to mind was, like, chewed up bubble gum. Just, like, puffy and gross. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to myself. And to my vagina for this experience. And then I just didn't have the heart to tell him that he was the worst, worst experience of my entire life. And I'm like, God willing, no. Like, yeah. never again. Like, sometimes I won't remember people, but I'll be like, you know, I'm pretty sure it was okay. It was good. It was like pizza. You know, you can't really fuck up pizza. Oh, yeah. This, but, yeah. this was like not even Italian food. Like, I don't even know what the hell happened to me there. I consented to all of it. It was fine, but I was just, it was not good. So much for not fucking up pizza. Sex ed should include pleasure. We have nerve endings on our genitals that cause pleasure. Therefore, sex is pleasurable. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the vaginas and the penises that can be touching each other. I had a guy once um, go down on me so hard. He, like, he made me bleed. Like, he sucked. He hickeyed my vagina until, like, it bled. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, did you get your period? And I was like, no. And he, like, he, like, sucked until it, like, 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 he bit me. But it was like, I don't know how to explain it. My poor little coochie. I, I like to think now as an adult woman I could be like, 
no, stop, that hurts. But it, it is hard to say it in the moment. It really is. It's also, I think, really ingrained in us to be polite, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like not to hurt feelings. And also, it's a little scary to think about, like, well, what if this turns bad? There's so many reasons why people have trouble communicating during sex. But there are even more reasons why women in particular feel like they can't ask for what they want. Many women feel like they have to be gentle as to not hurt a man's ego because he could get violent. And it feels like we have to endure something that's not pleasurable or even painful because we fear repercussions. Sex is sold as male pleasure oriented. Do you know how many magazines I read growing up with how to please your man as the main cover story? Women may not know they can speak up during sex or even feel empowered to do so. I'm sorry, I know this is all heteronormative. I just had to get it off my chest. I have this one guy. The last time I was with him and saw him, I was like, so what are you into? And he's like, so I like it really slow. He's like, it's going to feel meaningful and emotional, but it's not. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like you are really kind of fucked up. Like, it's fine for me. I don't live near him. I don't have to deal with the repercussions of that. But I know he sees a lot of girls. And then he's always like, why is this girl outside of my house carving her initial... They think you're beautiful and you're in love with them when really you're a little sociopathic. (laughs) You know, I was talking about the worst sex I've had. This was the weirdest sex I've had. Yeah. He was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, he was really into, like, spanking and stuff. And I don't mean, like, an ass slap or whatever. I mean, like, bend over my knee kind of spanking and I was super drunk at the time so I was like yeah whatever let's do it he wanted to be spanked no he wanted to like spank me and I was like fine let's do that that's fine and then he's like say these things and I'm like all right I'll say those things cool leaving that place afterwards I was just like that was weird that was weird he said he was like hey do this do that and I said something like yes sir and this was like at first and he like grabbed my face and like deep into my eyes and he's like how did you know to say that? And I was like, say, say what? And he's like, you, you said yes, sir. And I'm like, that's just a thing people say when they're told to do stuff occasionally. But he acted like it was a secret password and this weird sex colony thing that he was like, had learned from. I don't know. I don't know the full extent. I'm sure I would have found out later. Um, what all of that meant. Didn't get the chance, though. Now I am shunned from their bro-ship island. But I still think about that sometimes. And I'm like, it was good, but it was weird. I did not realize I had signed up for that. <laughs> I love bro-ship island. Yes. You know, where it's just a bunch of dudes complaining, like, why don't girls like me? But then they're dicks to girls. And then they're like, huh, still don't get why girls don't like me. Wait, got to block one real fast. Anyway, back to why girls don't like me. I'm such a nice guy. I know. My friend calls them neckbeards. Fact. The number of times a man tells a woman to smile is inversely proportional to their ability to get laid. This is the bridesmaid. Her real name. She's got a pretty good story. Last Labor Day weekend, um, my best friend from college was getting married. And I was a bridesmaid in the wedding, and it was, like, a huge deal because it was the wedding of, like, two people who have a lot of shared mutual friends. So it was, like, sort of a cesspool of who's hooked up with who, but now sort of everyone's in couples. And I had just a lot of anxiety going into the wedding because I was going there single. I came in to this wedding, like, kind of hot. 
feeling like I had something to prove. It was also my birthday on the day of the rehearsal dinner, so <laughs> I was a little bit upset about that because even though I'd known these people for a really long time, almost no one remembered that it was my birthday and I couldn't very well be like, hey, it's my birthday on like the day of my best friend's rehearsal dinner. You know, it's That's like, so 16 candles. <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. Aww. I arrived at this wedding. It's a super fancy wedding in Watch Hill, Rhode Island. So there are about like four single people in total. And I was one of them, <laughs> obviously. Doesn't that just put just a huge target on you? It does. Lots of eyes were on me, on my back, wondering what was going to happen, who I was going to... Because obviously something was going to happen. My friends know me pretty well, whatever. But the problem was... Um, well, no, I'll get there. <laughs> the night of the wedding comes, spirits are high, <laughs> and I didn't have a good time the two nights previously so I was like you know what tonight like I'm gonna get drunk I'm gonna have fun whatever so I start crushing gin martinis which I never usually drink I just was like trying to get go from like zero to blackout so I could just dance and have a good time all of a sudden I find myself in conversation with the best man who um is the groom's little brother who I had met a couple of times before but didn't really you know he's hot and everything we like didn't think much of and I was pretty drunk at this point, and we were dancing a little bit, and he was like, do you want to go down to the beach? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so we went down to the beach, started making out pretty aggressively. He, like, picked me up and wrapped my legs around his waist and then started fingering me underneath my bridesmaid's dress, which was floor length. So it was, like, really hiked up. He was sort of, like, wading into the ocean. It was a whole, like, it was a very dramatic scene. Oh, you were in the water? <laughs> you were in the ocean. So the bottom of my dress was wet. Shit was just getting sloppy, like, right off the bat. That's, like, but that's, like, borderline sexy sloppy. So sexy sloppy. And he's, like, big and tall and strong, so I was like, okay, wedding weekend, turning around. <laughs> Here we go. So we're having a good time. We're down there for a while, and it is his brother's wedding after all, so he's like, I think we should go back up to... Um, the reception. And I was like, okay, okay. And we're walking back up like 20 feet from the tent. I just like slap his ass really hard. And I'm like, I will find you later. We get back inside. I drank uh, way too much more. And at that point I was like teetering on the verge of like actually being blackout, which I never really like, this was a special occasion. I'm, I'm like 29. It's like, I'm sort of past my blacking out days, <laughs> except for times when I'm just trying to like actually forget about what's happening. I mean, everyone's definitely fucked up. Like it, it's a party, it's a partying crowd. Mostly everyone was on tons of Coke. I'd say like that they, they're very like New York city, like bigger crowd. So they were just like lit in a different way. I was just sloppy. <laughs> So the next thing I know, we have changed venues and we're at the after party, though I don't really remember how we got there. And this was like the same, it was, it was now inside the hotel, so it was like a smaller room. And it was the, the, the I suppose, whatever happened was happening in the tent, like wrapped up, the band ended, and then like someone was like, this is, we go here now, but I just like don't really remember how we got there. But anyway, there's a DJ, the dance floor is like all lit up, things are, things are popping and there's just like people are taking bottles of alcohol and like pouring it down people's throats it's like it's turned into a club at this like a fancy hotel like i can't tell you how funny it was so she's back at the wedding and she ends up vibing with this different guy and that's totally fine we start making out he's cute also one of the other single people two for one special oh you can eat cock 
and we're having a good time, whatever. We're down there for a while. Same exact spot, mind you. I'm just, <laughs> just finding myself in the exact same situation. Swap guy somehow. So anyway, he, we're like, at some point I realized that this is like maybe not a great idea. And I'm like, all right, let's just, let's go back up to, let's go back up to the party. But he had put his jacket around my shoulders and the first guy sees us walking back up the hill <laughs> with my, the, the, with the second guy's jacket over his shoulders, over my shoulders, sorry. And he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, um, I don't know. So then there's an after, after party. Yeah. This so was there, like, there's three there parties? Three parties. Yeah. So we get to the after, after party and I go with the second guy. The first guy presumably left being like, fuck off and die and goes to the party. So I arrive with the second guy <clears throat> And at this point, I'm, like, so drunk, the first guy starts, like, slut-shaming me a little bit, which I was really annoyed by. He was, like, I was, like, what? It's not like we, like, fucked on the beach and then I went and fucked somebody else. Like, relax. Like, yes, okay, it wasn't that great of a performance, but, like, don't look at me like that. And he just kind of gave me a hard time about it that I really didn't like, and it's <laughs> fucking psychotic. But I took my phone and wrote him a Facebook message from across the party being like, I do not appreciate. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. Cause we weren't friends on Facebook. So this went to his like mysterious his other folder. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like, I'll get there in a second. Anyway, I'm like looking at him from across the party being like, fuck you <laughs> typing it on my phone, send it, not worrying about how much I'm going to regret that later. And eventually leave the party with the second guy. <clears throat> who I brought back to my motel because I obviously was not fancy enough to stay in the big hotel where the wedding was. Cause Nobody Oh my does. God. Right. Yeah. So there's this like silly motel that was down the street where we were all staying. And the second I fucked the second guy on the roof of the pool house. <laughs> and because it was like a wedding stakes were high. No one was that prepared. Like no condom, which I is gross. And I don't, should not have done that. <laughs> Wait, how, do you know how you got on the roof of the pool house? No, it was just there. It's like five in the morning at this point, And I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get home home. Because like there were secondary residences like down like two miles away, which is where my actual room was. There was like the main hotel and a pool room and then like the cottages. So I'm like looking around and he's like, you can come stay in my room with my parents and I was like what and he was like yeah I mean there's like a twin bed I was like you know what thanks to this no thanks um and I looked over to the left and there were a bunch of bikes parked down there so I just was like fuck it and went down and stole a bike and just tore off into the night in my bridesmaid's dress riding it down the street fell asleep for two hours woke up with the anxiety that like a crushing force of anxiety being like, Oh my God, what have I done? Like, not only did I cause a huge stir, which I found out later that the two guys that I fucked around with were roommates in New York city. didn't know that. That was a fun detail to find out in the morning. Obviously no condom means like get any SG test immediately. So I stroll into one of those like city MD clinics and with no shame at all was like, hello. I need an STD test. And they were like, 
okay. And the guy who was helping me was kind of looking at me, like, also judging me a little bit. And I was like, well, wouldn't it be worse if I wasn't getting one? Like, Were you still in your bridesmaid dress? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I, but I was, like, it was a couple days. It was two days Wait, later. why is he judging you? That, that really bothers me. Well, right. So he just looked at me kind of like, whoa. You know, it was like wow, that's a lot. You're coming in hot here. And I was like, this is a fucking medical clinic. <laughs> like, relax. So he takes me into the back room. He's like preparing the test. And for some reason I feel the need to like justify it. So I was like, well, you know, I was at a wedding last weekend. And as soon as I said that, his whole demeanor changed. And he was like, oh, oh, as if that somehow made it okay. And he turns back around and like continues to prepare the test. And he's like, you know, going to a wedding myself this weekend. I was like, oh, well, good luck to us both then. (laughs) (laughs) That was the end of that. Propriety is still very much a thing, (laughs) like, especially from women. Like, my friends who are almost 30 are still, like, trying to keep their numbers low about, like, how many guys that they're fucking if they're not in a relationship and I'm just like who is counting you your boyfriends like why does it matter and it's very much like it's very much like you're only a lady if you keep your legs together you know it was like I could be as slutty as I wanted with him but if I was slutty with anyone else right it was not okay and I'm like okay wait whoa what the fuck is that mentality (laughs) like yeah of course you want me to be as slutty as possible with you but like the second it's a question of like ownership, right? It's like, definitely ownership, and also ownership. Like this is the th- like second or third time I've ever met you. Like I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> right. You know, everyone at that wedding had fucked each other pretty much. Mm. Some of them while married to other people. Some of them had fucked people there, and then like gotten married a few months later. Like the cheating, the 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 garbage that went on behind the exterior was so strong and like so intense but then like I was just a little bit too drunk like fooling around with two of the single guys who happened to be roommates and it because it was like a little bit more public it was like (gasps) you know like my my friend the bride didn't care she thought it was hilarious like especially the part about me stealing the bike it was like she was just like oh my god I'm just picturing you like riding off into the into the 5 a.m like sunset and you're with your like dress trailing behind you like this is excellent no worries like she didn't care at all but I got some like (laughs) whoa you know and I was like shut up like no one feels worse about it than I do yeah fuck off fuck off did did people like comment to you about it oh for sure yeah really Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what did they say they were just like wow heard you at a big night you know stuff like that or like or like there she is You know, it was like I was that guy at the wedding. And I was like, okay, fine, but, like, fuck off also. And I did it. I sort of, I I did it, like, defiantly. I know somewhere deep down I was like, I don't care what any of you think, you know? So I did whatever I wanted, but I'm not sure that was the best approach in the end. And that, it's not even that bad. Like, I didn't fuck both of them, (laughs) even, you know? And even if you did, that's allowed. I know. That's It's a wedding. (laughs) Relax. As the STD technician (laughs) reinforced, (laughs) at weddings, anything goes. (laughs) Always a bridesmaid, always slut-shamed. Fuck the patriarchy. (laughs) You heard? 
Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Dirty Girl is a podcast that you just listened to. It's produced by myself, along with Cameron Taggy and Alex Salem. You can find us on Instagram at Dirty Girl Pod. I post a shitload of uber feminist stuff. Y'all love it. We're also on Twitter and Facebook with the same handle, but Instagram is the best one. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb. See you next time. Until then, queef in a mouth. All right, Bruce, welcome to Kappa Beta Beta Island. I will be your orientation leader, Chet. Just want to let you know, on this bro ship island, bros come first. All right, couple of ground rules before we get started. Number one, no fishing past 9 p.m. Number two, bros before hoes should be unwritten. Number three, bro in need is a bro indeed. Number four, always say goodnight to your bunk bro. Rule number five, live streaming in the designated areas only. Number six, keep your chubbies above the knee. Number seven, please see your information guide for an appropriate list of social media hashtags. And rule number 10, the chick's cabin across the lake is all. Off limits. <laughs> and the golden rule. If you're stranded on an island, welcome home, bro.